y'all, it's Lace. It's also Catherine Blamford, and this is an episode, a catch-up episode, of Cheaty's Podcast. Catherine, I'm so glad that you put your last name in there because it could be very confusing considering, you know, in the description and of the show itself and in every episode it has our full name. So I'm glad that you made well, sure Well, Blamford fans is really coming around. A lot of people are really enjoying being part of the bland fan posse Mm -hmm. so you know i have to be able to take ownership of the last name because people are gonna try and coin blanford you know it's like a it's like madonna yeah you know what i'm I'm like don't be a pre-madonna you know how that kind of became its own noun like my name is probably gonna get to that level at some point well you do know that the term pre-madonna has literally absolutely nothing to do with madonna at all right yeah pre-madonna is the description of the head ballerina in any dance uh troupe so she's called the prima donna and it has nothing to do it's prima two words prima donna it means the top ballerina (laughs) So, wow, great. Off off to a great start. Also, I'm glad you're claiming your name because, you know, with all your success. Can I just say I thought it was like pre, like prime Madonna. Prime Madonna? Like pre, Absolutely not. Madonna. Prima is number one in mm-hmm. Italian. means one. But I do Go think on. it's important because, you know, there could be some copycats out there because I've been working behind the scenes to create, you know, a copycat comic to go um up against you but it's going to be Catherine with a c blandford because that's how everybody wants to spell your name anyway but she's just like a more bland version of you but she still is at your heels she's like heels she's doing very similar very similar jokes she's right there behind you i'm gonna create she's gonna be an ai robot can't twerk like i can okay well and and you can't twerk either so Truly. It will break the, the way I twerk on stage would break a robot, and that's fine. So keep yeah. trying, but your because robot's going to malfunction the second it tries to twerk like me. Well, because a robot is actually knows what twerking is and how it works, and they've been trained, you know, through AI to know. So when they see it, it literally does not compute, does not compute, and then it's going to explode. Like a, that's a, a robot trying like to a mimic Jetsons me robot. would would murder a robot because it'd be like I can't. I can't compute how this adult human being does not I know studied how to humans. spell yeah. back and forth. I asked Pal the other day how to spell back and forth, and he laughed for four minutes straight. So, okay, because I can't right. tell if it was F O U, you know, R or so. Um, we got a lot to catch up on. Wow, so many things. A lot, so, a lot has changed, but nothing has changed. But nothing has changed at all. Um, you're just in more places, and I'm, you know ahead in some places but we're it's all the same it's all the same um okay so we haven't talked we just literally we just sat down to do this catch-up and realized that the last time we had one was august 6th and that was to discuss your incredible appearance on jimmy fallon which has given you so many opportunities since then which is awesome and yeah because you were there on the third so this was us you got to tell the whole story and then i was saying hey i'll be on agt next week everybody watch and should we get into that? Should we get into that real quick and knock that out? Please do. I, listen, I'm, um, so let me you start with time. You said some time to process it. I've had a lot of time to process it. I am further away from it. And with all, you know, grief and anger, it takes, it takes time. The more time away you're able to like make sense of it and kind of see things. It's put it this way. The show's not over yet. Okay. Let's start here. The finale of the show is the 
13th and 14th of September. So they're going to have the top 10 finalists compete on the night of the 13th. And then they're going to announce all, you know, the finalists or the abs, the winner, whatever, the top, whatever's on the 14th. And, um, I did not make it through my round, but I cannot really say anything, but let's just go ahead and say it's important that y'all watch the finale results show. Let's just say that. I, I think it's just important. We'll just say it's important to watch. Just watch that night. So, uh, I am out officially out of the contest because, you know, I was there for, I was in LA total two and a half weeks, which was great, but you're there. They bring you there really early, which everybody's like, why did they have you there so early? Y'all it's a live show with 11 acts. There's so much rehearsals and wardrobe and all of these things to get in order. And I, I'll list all the cool things about the process. I got there, you know, they fly you out. They put you in a, in a really nice hotel. They, they dedicate you a, a wardrobe person who like, listens to all your ideas and what you want to wear. And then you, I think we might've talked about because I was already a couple days into this process on the last. Yeah. Uh, and I remember my favorite part is you telling me that about you, the hotel room next to you was the dog, the puppies, yes. the, the puppies, the poodles, how many the poodles? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I've already poodles. talked. Yeah. They're literally six poodles. And, um, yeah, so, but we ended up, I became really good friends with that family uh, throughout the week. I mean, how do you not? Because every single day they had to apologize profusely about uh, the poodles. And I was like, listen, they don't do it at night. So that's all I care about. But we became good friends. I'm going down to their Because they farm. were barking during the oh, day. Oh, yeah. Screaming. Sc- scream yeah. barking. Um, it, it, a pitch that I've never heard before come out of an animal. Um, Which because- it was so funny to watch them performing on stage because they were very well trained on stage. Right? Oh, yeah. Doing their little flippies and their little going mm-hmm. in their tubes. And but the whole time I had already heard the story, so I'm just like on stage. Their 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 commanders like flip and they do a flip and then. But I just see them in a hotel room and the second the door closes, they're like, Wah! and they get out all their insane that they yes. couldn't do on stage. That's exactly what it is. And you know what? Honestly, now I'm I'm closer to the the handlers. And I'm also closer to those poodles because I feel the exact same way. On stage, mm-hmm. you got to do what you're there to do. It is a live show. You are a professional. You can't mm-hmm. really fight the system too much. But when you're off stage, you just want to scream bloody murder as soon as that door mm-hmm. is shut. So me and the poodles, um, I get them, they get me. We are one. Right. We are one. So- the process was cool. You feel like a star the whole week. You know, I, it's, it's awesome. Uh, my only issue is still my issue today, which is didn't do the material I wanted to do. And a lot of people seem surprised about that, but that's just how reality television works. It's a three minute set. It is not pre-taped. So there's no room for errors. And you know, when the production calls for, when they, when they decide that they want you to look or sound a certain way, they take control over that. And yes, it was my jokes, but they they were watered down and edited in a way that I would have never done them. And then there was a whole section of my jokes that were old. They're just old. It's an old bit that I did on TV like six years ago, and they found that video and straight up said, we found this and we want you to do this on TV. And now I can kind of talk about it a little bit more now that it's over and done with. And that's just how TV works. It shouldn't be that big of a surprise. But I knew well, I fought. I fought and fought yeah. and fought and said, this is this does not, this isn't my style. 
these days. I just don't want to do this. There's, I have better stuff. And I had to do what they told me to do. And what were you going to say before I say what happened? Well, I just, I think a lot of people forget that TV, like, it's not your, just your stuff. There's no. the, our S&P, Standard Practices and Procedures. There's lawyers who literally have to, will listen to your set. And you have to know that they're, they have, like, it was, I mean, not to compare this to Fallon, but it's no, also, it's we, the same we thing as NBC where there's literally brands. You can't talk brands. You can't allude to certain like political Su- views suggestive or things suggestive any, things yeah. or yep. because it could be a sponsor of theirs or, or this is off limits for this network and da, 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 da. So like you're, you're taking your material and then slicing and dicing it to fit into the picture that that network wants you to fit th- their, their narrative. Yep. And so it's, it's not, it's, it's like kind of, it's a very diluted, very representation of what of your material. Yeah, at the end and, of it all. I mean, that's why best case scenario for comics is to end up on like a like a streaming service. That's why the best comedy we ever saw pre like Netflix and all that was like on HBO or Showtime. It was cable because network television can only do so much. They are bound, mm-hmm. and then that's why better comedy always happened on those which you know you paid for paid for it's like subscription services, which now are all of the streaming services. But anyway, um, so like if you're on Netflix now, you have no rules. There's it's Outback Steakhouse out there. No rules. Just right. You get to do whatever the hell you want, which is, or if you produce your own thing, you get to do what you want, but yeah, your hands are tied. Their hands are tied. My biggest qualm though, was I knew in my gut the whole time that it wasn't going to go the way I wanted it to go. It was not going to be as fun or as genuine as my first round because my first round, I picked what I was going to do and there was no argument. And then this time you're getting producers who are telling you, this is our show. This is the material that Mm -hmm. will work. It's going to go great on our show. And so I'm believing you've never been on the show. You don't know. I don't know that on this stage. So you're listening to them and you're going, okay, well, I trust you. This is 17 seasons round of expertise. I trust you. 17 seasons of a show. So uh, at this point you give up and you, you ignore your gut feeling and you go, well, you know better than me. So let me just do it. And then it went really well in rehearsals. They told me like one of the uh, creative directors was like, um, yeah, totally interact with the judges in the middle. You should, you should, you should interact with Simon, blah, 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 do this. And I was like, okay, you think that's cool. He's going to be cool with that. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. So there's a joke where I do like the pre-drinking rhyme, uh, beer before liquor gets you sicker. Simon, you know, the rest, the second, those words came out of my mouth. And this is something I don't think you could see on TV because I've only watched the playback of it once. I watched it once and then I said, I'll never, I don't want to ever watch it again because I'm, I'm so angry about it. But uh, the second I did that, his face changed. I was standing there on stage and I'm looking at the four judges and the whole audience, the audience is enjoying me. They're laughing. Every time I pause in my set, it's because they're laughing. The live version of it was fun and like in the room, it sounded, it was so much bigger and more fun. It's kind of like what you were saying about being on Fallon. Like the laughs were louder. The whole experience was so yeah. much better than what it looked like when I saw it. When I saw it, I was, I was even more angry because I was like, you cannot hear the audience the way that I heard the audience there. Yeah. So it went really well. I thought it was great. But the second I said that, I said that he does his face, like he squints his eyes and he pulls his head back. And he, st- he puts his, he leans out on the judge's table and puts his arms out on the judge's table and starts looking behind him. Like, like what the hell? Like he was 
so, I, I don't know why he was so fucking offended by that. And after the creative team told me, go for it. This is great. They love that. This works well. My producers are like, yes, yes, queen. Awesome. Even better, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and then watching him, I started getting like, I got a sick feeling in my stomach the second that happened. And I'm on live television. There's nothing I can do. I've got to keep going. And I'm like, this is weird. I wanted to stop. If it was recorded, I would have been like, did I just do something wrong? Like, what, what's going on, Simon? What's your deal? Because if somebody in the audience acts weird at a live show, at, when we do comedy every night of the week, we would say something about it. If somebody starts mm-hmm. acting bizarre, you're like, wait a second, you got a problem with this? What's your problem? And then you'd riff from there. Yeah. Come said, up that's with something. also something on TV to keep in mind, too, is you're under a time slot. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it kind of, it depends on what show you're on, but, but, like, d- some of them are so strict where they're like, we have approved every word that you're going to say. You cannot deviate from this. You cannot, yep. you like, and, and they can shut it down if you, you don't, can't, they can turn yeah, your mic off or they'll never show you. They'll never, you know what I mean? Like, yep. or whatever. But so it's not, it's not a live comedy show. No, it, this is a, this is a, here's my words that are approved. This is what I'm doing. Kind of picture thing. So it like a song go off script. You got to yeah. picture it like a song. If it's a song and those are the lyrics, you've got to do it that way. They fit it from this time to this time. So something weird is happening. And as a comic, your instinct is to react to that thing that's happening because it's, you know, it's interactive. Comedy's interactive. And you want to riff and you want to be funnier and you want to notice things around you. Long story short, he starts acting weird. I, I'm like, what the hell? I keep going with the joke anyway. And then he buzzes me. And they never warned me those like nine days or something. I was on set prior to this happening. They never told us that we could be buzzed in a live show. So what aired is the guy before me, he gets buzzed, but I didn't know I was in holding in the, in the outside of the auditorium. They don't let you in because they had to clear the stage and all this stuff. And we're not not even going to get into the fact that they changed my lineup the last minute. I was later in the show before, and then they changed me to earlier in the show, literally hours before I got up. The guy they put me right behind had pyrotechnics, a confetti cannon, fog, a costume change, a full band. The whole stage changed behind him. He had this whole thing that lifted. And that was the producers. Like, the show did that. It's not like he came in and goes, I want fire. I want to wear leather. I want to jump up on the judges' table. That's not how he didn't plan that. They planned that. So they planned this whole huge thing, like a rock concert. He gets buzzed. I don't know about it. So I'm not even aware of the buzzer situation. I thought that was just for the audition rounds. And then, and then they just push me out there. And, you know, as a comic that we don't have all the, 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 the pomp and circumstance, we don't have all the props. It's just me. I just come out to Lizzo's good as hell. And I'm like, okay, we're here folks. Let's get into it. And then I have to start my set right after that, right after people were just like, I mean, it was just, it's just, it's like if it's it's, a a tiger got loose in the building and then I just had to go out and act like a tiger was never in the building. Well, yeah. And it's the fact that Simon was like, and I was watching the audience and it wasn't going well. I, I, the, to sit there and compare an audience reaction to listening to stand up and laughing at it versus the performance before when there's a rock band and streamers from from the sky and people are standing up and clapping along and, and and cheering or whatever if you're if you're sitting here and going okay I'm comparing it to you can't. two minutes before it's not like I don't think I just genuinely am like okay if you go on a stand up as a stand up comic if you go on that show just know that it's it's completely unfair and the odds are against you because 
that audience was, they were into you. They were listening. It's just, they're not standing up swaying and clapping and chanting with a rock band. It's, there's no it's comparison to that. It's also a lot fucking harder, in my opinion, to sit up there and- A thousand and times with, harder. With, as you, just you and your voice, no band, no oh. pyrotechnics, no extra stuff, and deliver. And you were doing phenomenal. But he doesn't, he's not a stand-up, he doesn't recognize stand-up as nope. that. And, and to sit there and buzz you when it's not, you're, as a stand-up comic, your whole momentum is, is building up towards a set. It was so unfair. And I, I just personally think that that kind of show isn't, it's not set up for comics, because also as a stand-up comic too, the best comedy uh, is honest comedy, Mm -hmm. which, which talks about your life you know, things that are, are real yeah. life and yeah. i do not to knock the show but the show is what it is and it's very light and fluffy and good-hearted and they and like cheesy to, to mid, very cheesy middle america so the stand-up that's going to usually go past there is very cheesy stuff like yeah like i said i was telling you like one of our favorite comics david tell he's amazing i don't know i don't I, he's never gone on there but like his best stuff would never do well never. on that show do you know because no. it's not it's not it's not like this you're you're trying to go up there as a stand-up comic and talk honesty when they're over here trying to do Seventh Heaven. One thousand percent. Here we are doing, you know, Showtime After Dark, and then and then, like you said, they've got like Blues Clues style like comics yeah. that 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 they that they want that they really want, but they don't. See, the difference is is Howie loves me as a comic. I love him as a comic. He likes real comedy. Sophia and Heidi are just like, if it's entertaining, it's entertaining. They're down for whatever. Simon is the one who wants the cheesiest stuff, period. And that's okay. I mean, whatever. That's him. That's just what he likes. But his only real judge of if someone is talented or not only comes down to music. That's his expertise. And you can, it's very obvious on that show. They say it's America's Got Talent. It's a variety show and it's all this, but the majority of acts in the finale are, are all musicians. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might as well just be American Idol point two, you know, yeah. like, cause he is the, he is the creator of the show. And I mean, it's so with all of that said, yeah, he buzzes me. I get my little comeback afterward, which was great. I got to what I wanted to say. I couldn't say, I couldn't say I'm standing there holding, I am holding my tongue. I am like lace. There are children in the audience. Shut your mouth. You want to work for NBC again don't say anything. And I am standing there and I, Oh, and I, I know everybody can see it in my face. Cause like now I've got my first Getty images. And when I go to Getty <laughs> and I go and look, they've got a shot of me on stage where I'm just like fucking death stare. And I, I, but I finally got to go, Hey, well, you know, I'm used to men interrupting me on stage. So not surprised that it's Simon or whatever. And he loved What'd you want to say? Oh, he went at that. He wanted, Oh, he loved it. Oh, he loved it. When I had something to say back to him. So he just got all giddy and like was all excited that I've made yeah. a comment about him. It's weird. He's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's up with him, but um, yeah, but I, uh, what I wanted to say was I didn't even want to do those jokes. That's what I wanted to say. I want to be like, are you kidding me? You seriously just buzzed me after I did the stuff your team told me to say. And I wanted to be like, you don't interrupt a comic, man. Like you don't get to do, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. I don't have anything, you know, like you said, I don't have all the accoutrement 
with me to back me up, you know, costume changes and shit. Like if you just would have listened, you would have enjoyed it and bullshit. The audience wasn't enjoying it. Yes, they were. I'm standing here. They fuck. And I, what I wanted to be like was, did y'all not enjoy that? Did y'all not? And you know, like rile up the audience, but I was so mad that I was like, I'm going to just look like a babbling asshole. If I just start opening my mouth, I need to wait until I have the right thing to say and say something and just not stand up here and get in a fucking tit for tat with the creator of this show, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just stood there, bit my tongue, got one little thing in, felt good, walked off stage, went to the back and pitched my fit backstage um, with my producers. So they got to hear, they got to hear how I felt. Yeah. Well, it's, I I think it's honestly, it's just, it's the, it's the most honest art form that you're trying to shove into the strictest, most um, vanilla, yeah, yeah, bubblegum, yeah, media form. Yeah. Do you know? And it, it, yeah. I just think it's it, most of the time it's it's just not gonna Mm-mm. it's not gonna play out how any scene of comic who respects themselves and their material, their what what their product that they have to deliver on that show is is never gonna be what they want, and because it's just not for that. I mean, it's yeah. It, I was watching um, what's this guy's name? The crap, I can't think of his name. Also, Alex Hooper. Yeah. Did you see I his? Did, did you see his semifinal performance? It yeah. it almost to me, and I, I I haven't ever talked to them about this personally, but almost to me felt like he was like, oh, I know this isn't gonna go well, yeah. so yeah. I'm just gonna throw it to the wind. And he like yeah, he roasted all the, the judges and everything. Yeah. And I I was watching, and I was like, as a comic watching, that, I was like, hell yeah, like stick it to the man kind of thing. Um, but they but it, let him do that. That was his idea. And they worked with him and the producers worked with him just like they do every, all of these acts, like anything you see, like the, the, you're pitching a bunch of ideas and then they pick and they ultimately tell you, and they wanted that from him. They liked that. They wanted him to do that. So, but, it, yeah. but the judges were so, they were not receptive to receptive to it at all. But see, the producers thought it would work. Like Alex and I have talked like post the show and everything, which by the way, did you see he has cancer? No, he made this huge announcement the other day and he has this whole YouTube. I watched his like 13 minute long YouTube video. He announced that he has Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, that's awful. God, I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, literally he just announced it. I thought you brought him up because of that. Cause uh, yeah, he was on AGT, but he also a few years ago, but he also, um, yeah, he just made that announcement two or three days ago. I watched Jeez, his whole yeah thing. So yeah, if you, he's out in LA while you're out there this week, you should, uh, if you see him on a show, he, cause that's what his main thing. He's like, don't treat me differently. I want to do shows. I want to see everybody. I want to have fun. You know, I'm going to fight all this anyway. It's, it's going to make me cry, but, uh, man, he's such a trooper. And if anybody doesn't know Alex Hooper, I'm gonna go ahead and do a plug for him. Hilarious, bizarre, like such weird stand-up comedy. Um, and just a light. He's like dresses hilariously and, um, he's, he's something special. So everybody go follow him and follow his, uh, um, journey with uh, fighting this bullshit cancer he's got. So yeah, but uh, what's been going on with you? Okay, you're out in LA. Um, you've done so many freaking little mini tours in the last few weeks, yeah, and they look like they're uh, going great. I'm just, I'm just I'm gone all the time now. I, I, um, I think this is my life now. I don't know. It's I think it, it is. Just happened. You know, reality yeah. just it slowly develops, and then you're like, oh, I'm oh I'm I'm on the road now. This is mm-hmm. my life. Um, I, I don't, Oh, 
I, uh, yeah. So I, what was I at? I don't know. I don't even know anymore. I, I was in, I was on the East coast yesterday morning and now I'm in LA. I'm in LA for a week. I'm doing shows at the Hollywood improv and at the Oxnard levity live here. And then I'm, I'm headlining in Phoenix next weekend. I, I'm everywhere. I don't know. I'm a, I guess I'm a headliner. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to describe this. <laughs> yes, you are. But I mean, yeah, this is it. This is what you, you manifested this. And this is, uh, tell you what, a little better than being a nanny. Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half better. weeks ago was my You're last finally day quit. being a nanny. Thank God. Finally. No offense to the kids. They love you. You've been a great second mom to them for years, but I mean, come on. This is, this is where you belong. This is where you need to be so yeah it's been really fun getting i now i'm like i so i'm i'm just featuring this weekend but i'm doing 30 minutes but as a feature i just came out there after doing my own hour on stage for two weekends in different cities yeah and i was like oh this isn't fun at all this isn't near as fun because i you know you're really conscious as a feature i, I love to do crowd work and all this but you don't want to yeah, do it you don't want to do the headliner and yeah and i uh it just I, I realized I was like, oh, I want to be, I want to be the last comic. I want 45. I want an hour. I want to do, and uh, yeah. it's just, you know, before that would just seem daunting and terrifying. But now I'm like, this, that's all I want to do is get up. Once you get hour, comfortable in that position. Yeah. It's so hard to go back. That's why, like, I mean, after doing, you know, one-off headlining gigs for the past, you know, regularly for the past, uh, what, five, five years I've been doing, I've been headlining. And, um, it always is hard. Like I can't, it's so tough when, when I do a show and they're like, okay, everybody gets seven minutes. I'm like, what is seven minutes? What is seven? Yeah. What does it, what even that I don't even have time to warm up in seven minutes. Yeah. Like I got a couple yeah. jokes in there and then I want to fuck Cause I like bits. I like a long bit. That's how I do my comedy and five minute chunks of bits. And I'm like, I can't even do two bits if I yeah, do a seven minute set. Now you see, now you freaking see. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been. No, you've been doing long long sets, but now that you're doing regularly, though, that's what I'm saying. Like when you're doing them all the time, and especially when you come off of a weekend of doing them, and then you got to like go do a smaller set, you're like, I don't want to do a little set. Yeah, no. And you're like, it's so much more fun. I have so much I want to talk to this audience and this crowd and this corner, and you can't. But I mean, so much more fun. But it's yeah. So I'm I'm learning. I mean, now it's just it's a whole new. level of I'm you know I'm like okay I, I want a new hour and I don't have open mics and you know skull Monday to go test stuff out like you're just learning how to work it into a, a set that people pay twenty dollars to see you exactly <laughs> and make it still worth it to go see you yeah uh, but it, yeah it's like a whole it's it's been it's really fun so that's I mean I would, well, I'll looks be like... doing these catch-up episodes from different cities all over the country yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for you, and I'm glad. Like now, you I feel like you're like in a groove now, and um, it's gonna be easier for us to pop out more episodes and stuff now because we'll you know now you're you're used to like being gone all the time. Yeah. So I think we'll be able to do, um, and then maybe you know you can get a better I don't know computer. So Probably that'd not. be great too. I don't have time to. <laughs> I might have to buy. I might have to buy a Mac in the airport. A duty free. <laughs> duty free Mac. You should. <laughs> Go for it. Um, No, actually, I think you should. That's actually a good idea. And then take this laptop that you've been working with, this trash, this fucking trash thing, and throw it the fuck away, back where it belongs. 
Okay, I'll sell it with my I, – I will sell it with my 2005 Lexus that I – Put just, it in there. Just give it of, away. Yes. Because I did just buy a brand-new 2013 Hyundai Sonata. So That's right. Brand-new 2013. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, put that fucking laptop. I had to, I had to, I had and, to and your book bag. A, put them both. Just put a book bag with your shitty laptop in it in the, in the shitty car and then just sell it as a package deal. No, and I got to get one, more than one bra. Like, this is what – I have one bra from Target that's too big for me. This is all – this is my – I got the brand new car. By the way, I had the car. I was competing against a family that was trying to get it for their 15 year old kid who was about Screw to that family. drive for the first time. So I just wanted you to know that not it's not everything's going well. I'm still a 31 year old that's that's fighting buying a, for a, a first time car. But that's a, for 15 year olds fighting 15 year old. That's great. Um, okay, so I, I've i got to hit the road because I am heading to Charlotte, North Carolina tonight um, to be uh, to participate in the, the rap party for the movie that I was just in. So I, I guess we can talk more about that on the next catch up. But yeah, I got to do a small part in that um, the Please Don't Destroy project. I don't know if they're going to go with that title for the final movie. But um yeah, it's the three guys from SNL. I've talked about it before when I booked this like months ago and I finally got to do it. Super fun. Conan O'Brien is in the movie. He plays one of the guy's dads. He plays Ben Marshall's dad. And I got to meet Conan and have like a pretty good, genuine, like nice convo with him in the hair and makeup trailer. I doubt he's going to be at the rap party or any of that, but it'll, um, but I do get to see the guys again and then some of the other cast. So Megan Stalter's in the movie. Bowen oh, Yang is in it. Yeah, Cedric Yarborough. Uh, no, I was on set when she was on set, but she was filming the whole time, and they just had to keep because she's one of the cult members. There's like a whole cult in it. It's the oh, movie is hilarious. Yeah, so I got to watch her on the monitor while she was recording. So if she's still in town, she might be there tonight. I don't know, but I'm gonna go and uh, have a good time. I'm gonna go hang out, have me some drinks, come back tomorrow, and then. Um, Oh, and then next week I'm going down to South Georgia to one of my buddies' uh, dress shops because I'm going to try on some dresses because I'm going to go to the Emmys. I think right. I mentioned that on the last episode, but yeah, so going to go to the Emmys out in LA, which should be fun. Yeah, this will be a good time. So I got to go pick a, I got to get a decent looking outfit. I don't know. I don't know how you do this. Cheaties on the red carpet, baby. Uh, Cheaties at we're the governor's have, ball, be, acting be, a fool. Is Emmys TV? Yeah, it's all TV. All right. Okay, we're gonna be there one day. Chidi's we'll is be there be for there real for a, for a reality show nomination or yeah. something. I don't know if it's a reality show that we're gonna do, but we're gonna be there. It's one gonna day. be something. It's gonna be manifesting something. right now. Manifest um, okay. it. Okay, amazing. Hey, All can right. I plug my next weekend shows Plug really quick everything. Again? Yeah, plug I'm everything, be Catherine. In Phoenix, Arizona, next Saturday and Sunday, uh, the 10th and the 11th at CB Live. I'm headlining. I think there's two shows on Saturday and one show on Sunday and I'd love to see you there. You can go find tickets uh, in the bio of all my social media platforms. Yes. Um, anything else you need to plug? Any other, you got any secret announcements I don't know about yet? Um, I don't, not that I can say. No, I don't know. No, I don't. No, not really. Why would Give, I, what? I haven't even told you know. off air. I know. That's why I was like, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like there was something that you're like, I'll wait, I'll save it for the pod. But that was so many years ago, it feels like that. I don't even know what it was. Um, but okay, hell yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I need to advertise my, I don't really have any shows that I can remember to advertise. Um, we have live cheaty shows coming up, but once again, those are on our websites. Um, uh, and then my album comes out September 20th. So oh, big pre- deal. 
pre-save it, pre-save it. Y'all can go to my links in my bio on Instagram and you can find the pre-save link on there. Or if you're just hanging out on the internet at my website, lacelarabee.com first page, there's a thing that you can click for that. Yeah. So please, please, please let's help it. So it goes up the ranks the day that it comes out. I want it to chart the day that it comes out. White trash Cinderella, y'all. 20th. Yes. White trash Cinderella. Wait, so you say September 20th? I spoke over you. No, that's okay. September 20th. Yeah. So uh, we'll be begging y'all, bugging y'all for that. But yeah, cool. And keep telling your friends about Cheaties. Keep leaving us reviews. We love each and every one of y'all. Hey, thank you you to the person that emailed us complimenting us and then told us he was crushing on my cousin Kim. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even see that yet. I need to go Mm -hmm. see that. Yeah, go check out that email. Oh, I'm super jazzed. Shout out to you, secret (laughs) admirer. Eric. (laughs) All right. Love y'all. Stay stabby. Toodles. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And if you've been cheated on or you have cheated, you've got a cheating story that we want to hear. Leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. Follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. And follow me, Catherine Blamford, at It's Catherine Blamford. Stay stabby. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all you are good for.